What's going on, guys? Alex Lenz here from the Just Winging It podcast. And a couple months ago when Morgan and I started this podcast, we wanted it to be a resource and to hear from creatives on how they are winging it, how they are being innovative, how they are adjusting to new realities on the fly, how they are trying new things that they've never done before. And we had no idea the scope of how wide that would become because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So here I am in my home studio with kids making granola in the background, banging on pots and pans. But this is my version of just winging it. And over the next few months, I'm going to be interviewing some people and creatives around the country to hear how they are winging it in this time period. Let's be honest, we're all at home and we're needing to have interaction and advice from people who are innovating and hearing what they're doing to survive and thrive during the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is a little bit of a conversation between myself and Morgan Comer about how she is just winging it in two different ways over the past month in Nashville and the insanity that she's had to wing amidst all the changes that have occurred. So thanks for listening, and here it is. You're listening to the Just Winging It podcast. Because let's be honest, none of us really know what we're doing. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Just Winging It podcast. I'm here with Morgan Comer. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the delays of live uh, live internet. You know? <laughs> we're, we're just winging it, guys. Hey, uh, so obviously, you uh, over the past uh, few weeks, uh, everybody's life has been twist-turned upside down with the... Uh, effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we wanted to today to just Morgan and I to debrief because our workloads at our various positions has exponentially increased. I don't know about you, Morgan, but me over here being three weeks in a new position and then literally being in the office for two weeks and then being secluded in my office for (laughs) for the remainder has been, uh, you know, has been really interesting to try to get to know staff, you know. I was introduced to a staff member the other day via an email said, nice to meet you. <laughs> so, but anyways, uh, yeah, so we just wanted to connect, connect today um, and talk a little bit about how each of us are responding to COVID-19 and the how we are winging it into the new realities that everybody is in and just kind of share maybe some stories about what we've heard uh, how people are are just winging it and we want to definitely open it up to you guys over the next few weeks to hear how you guys are winging it and everything but Morgan first of all let me let me ask uh, you know we we used to work together and now we are a couple states away but the day that I left um, the day that I left there was a big situation even before COVID-19 that hit in, in in around your your area in Nashville, um, could you talk to me a little bit about what happened and how you responded and how you were able to just kind of just wing it in everything that you were doing? Yeah, so about six miles from my house, there was a huge tornado that hit, um, and it hit pretty bad in East Nashville. Then it went over to Mount Juliet area, hit North Nashville, and it did. It did a lot of damage. So this was around probably 1.30 in the morning. The sirens were going off. Um, I definitely heard them from my house. 
but we have a basement at my house, so I really wasn't that nervous. But when I went to work the next day, we all went to work. I don't think we realized the damage that had actually been done, Alex. And it, I got into work and around nine o'clock, 9 a.m., I realized that, or many of us realized that Lachlan Springs, which is one of our church campuses, was pretty damaged by the tornado. Uh, so it, it ripped off the steeple. It ripped through the roofing. It blew out a ton of windows. A uh, few of the large trees were absolutely just rooted out of the ground. And so anyways, that was immediately the first thing when we got in that day. And it's, it's weird, you know, having one of your campuses that was also like destroyed because usually we go into missions mode and we're like, okay, it didn't hit us. How are we going to help the people around us? But this time it was like, oh my goodness, it also hit us. How do we not just help our own but help our community first. (laughs) So, um, so I think that was the biggest like hurdle. How do we, how do we also put in front of our community that we are grieving like our personal campus that was hit and Lachlan Springs. I mean, you know, that building, it's a pretty historic building in East Nashville. Yeah, it's too. like 85 years old, and, and it's one of the first Baptist churches in the area, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that church is beautiful, and it was really damaged from the tornado, so we were, I mean, immediately, it was just boots on the ground, and you know everybody wants to help out immediately, and we're like, okay, hold on, wait, we need to get some processes in place before everybody just jumps in with shovels and rakes and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, Chainsaws. All of a sudden, everybody in Nashville had a chainsaw. So yeah, yeah, yeah. First, like as soon as I got into the building, one of our video producers was heading out to go um, video and get stories about the damage. And it was actually pretty cool when we started posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram, someone commented on the post and they said they had a friend who lived one street over from our our church building. And the fact that the tornado damaged a lot of that building saved their life because that's nuts. Yeah. Because our church building took a majority of the brunt. So God is, God was definitely still using it and stories like that. I mean, just the incredible stories about our community getting together and like people dropping everything. I mean, people left like jobs, not like left as in left permanently, but they took off work to drive down to Nashville and help for a couple days. So it was really cool, but that was definitely like, I mean, we had to get stuff out on social media, on, we had to build a new website. We had to send out multiple emails, uh, and Lachlan Springs, they had to restructure their whole, I mean, they didn't even know if they were going to have service on Sunday, but they ended up having an outside service. So getting the word out about that as well was 
uh, a lot. Um. <laughs> For sure. I mean, to communicate, like, I'm, I'm sure that was the majority of the questions. Like, are we, what, what's, what's going, are we having service? Is service canceled? Are we going to go somewhere else? Like, like what's going on? And a lot of that I'm sure fell into your lap specifically and you trying to understand on the fly where the information coming from and then communicating it to the various channels. Talk to me a little bit about just how, okay, the storm hit. Okay. It was damaged. How did you roll that out? How did you communicate that? How did you communicate people helping and just kind of your just kind of almost your crisis management, social media PR component. I'm sure press like was contacting you. I like, I saw an article in the Baptist reflector about Lachlan Springs, which is a national, uh-huh. which is a national thing. So just talk to me a little bit about how you managed all the things going from congregants to internal staff to as much as you're willing to share, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, I think where where it all started like with publicly publicly announcing that what this is what happened and all that and just throwing it out on social media it all started when actually David Hanna did a post and he posted something on Lachlan Springs Facebook page because I mean some of our admin and staff and pastors have access to that um so he just did like a raw heartbroken, grieving post on the Lachlan Springs Facebook page. And of course, as soon as I saw it, I thought it was really good um, because he signed it, David Hanna. And that is what we used to kind of move everything forward. So I took his post and then posted it to all of our other channels um, just to let people know like, and with a photo of Lachlan Springs, like, we are grieving for what happened in the tornado. Um, and he had his message that he has, or that he kind of, like, said that became, like, the staple message during the tornado and during this time is, let me pull it up, because it's so good. You are loved, you are seen, and you are not alone. So that was what he finished his like letter to the church when he just wrote on Facebook. And then we kind of moved that forward with our email campaigns that went out. You are loved, you are seen, you are not alone. Like that's what we wrote several places. Uh, so really yeah, it was it was good. And then from there, we launched the website um, that basically was telling people how they can help. You were in that, the recovery of the tornado, the, um, the plan of that action and all that, and meeting outside because you literally met outside the one Sunday and then the next Sunday was... The next Sunday, Sunday was literally coronavirus. So yeah. So... Yeah, Lachlan Springs had an outside service. It was incredible. They had so many people. I mean, every seat under the tent was filled. There were people outside of the tent that was filled. I mean, it was beautiful. There were people standing in the street just listening to the worship and listening to David preach. It was amazing. Um, And then the very next Sunday, (laughs) coronavirus swept through 
uh, our area. Yeah. And so talk to me, talk to me just about that. You're in crisis one. And yeah. how did you transition from crisis one to this obviously new crisis? When was that? How was that made? When did you guys meet? How did you descend? Cause I think the reason why I'm asking some of these specifics is that I, I think like people just don't know, didn't know what to do and don't know how to do things. So the fact that you were in one crisis and then you were able to pivot to another, you know, to, to pivot to another, you know, managing of that, just kind of talking me through that just so that people can know, like, you know, you know, just because in this crisis, I think that's what it's going to become. It's yeah. going to be pivoting from one crisis to the next crisis and talking mm-hmm. about that transition uh, from a PR and social standpoint, how did you make that pivot? Who was included? What assets were made? Just kind of that. Well, when we first heard that um, there was a case in Williamson County, that's when they had a task force meet. And so that group got together and discussed what was going to happen. Um, and originally the plan was that we were still going to have service. So emails went out. I mean, I had done posts on Facebook. Here's our update. We're still having church this Sunday in person. We have put in precautions. So like our ushers weren't going to give out bulletins. They were just going to be picked up. Faith over fear, all that jazz. Yeah. I mean like the offering plates, they were going to do something different with that instead of passing those around. Um, So we had just kind of put in precautions for Sunday, but we were still going to have it in person. And then it continued to get worse the next few days. So we had to cancel service and well, not cancel. We did not cancel service. We suspended in-person services and we had online service only online. So, so there was messages that were already out there on social media and the online world that had to be kind of retracted and changed. Um, Yeah. That's going to be super hard and awkward. I'm sure. So yeah, so basically, as soon as I find it, found out what the message was, how we were saying it, um, and the page was up on the website, that's when I took all, because in these kind of situations, you have to make sure that you're not just putting out information that you think needs to be put out. You have to put out what, okay, this is what we are saying as a church. And this is the voice that we're using. And these are the specific words that we're going to use. Um, that's, so, that's who wrote that. Did our, the, your communications director write that? Or did your uh, editorial person write? Who, who wrote the actual words and wording? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure after the task force met, I'm pretty sure it was comms minister, minister and editorial Got it. manager. Um, they got together and curated the content. And then I took the content that was on the webpage and I uh, pulled it and ran for, ran with it on social media. So at that point was when I made the announcement to all social media platforms, same message, same image, because we have eight campuses. They're all extremely different. They are not alike at all. But when something sure. like this happens, you have to use uniformity. So, um, that's good. 
So did that. Uh, we then sent out an email that day as well. Um, uh, saying that church was going to be online only. We made sure we had to think about how we're going to stream this, that type of thing. Um, and yeah, we had our first online service and it went well. It was, we did really like a lot of people showed up online. So that was cool. It's been cool to see God still moving and working even through our online community. So Talk to me yeah. a little bit, Morgan, about, so obviously, you know, and now the, your church is streaming and now, you know, churches are, you know, now, you know, you went for, you pivoted, you know, you winged it from going from, hey, yo, we're going to do service anyways to, uh, hey, we're going to stream online. And now, obviously, in the weeks ahead, you know, gatherings have gone down from 100 to 50 to 10. And in our state, it's three. So um, talk to me a little bit about how your how you are, you know, in the, in the, you know, this term buzzword of social distancing, how you are still communicating and uh, building community online through social distancing, through social media, uh, media, how did your calendar get blown up? And then what is your new calendar, your social calendar look like in the advent of this time of social distancing? Yeah, this is a loaded question. So, so it's get me, ready. Morgan. It's me, Morgan. What else would you? What else would you expect, bud? Get ready, um, podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so I think the first thing was um, going through. Make sure everybody knows we are online this Sunday, um, and then after that happened, we were like, "Well, oh snap, we're we are online now." we are online for all activities the end. What? online only the end so first thing first was taking everything that i do and then delegating so i had to give away a lot of my own things um and delegate that to admins staff the whole deal because now we are operating. I mean, this is no longer just Sunday. This is life groups online. This is kids ministry online. This is student worship online. Um, it's classes online. So this is everything going online. So our team made a bunch of tutorials, how to use Zoom, how to go live on Facebook, how to go, how to do a post in a Facebook page, how to schedule a post through Facebook group, um, how to go live on Instagram story, that type of thing. Uh, and which our, our organization is very grateful because we've utilized that resources tremendously. So thank you. Yeah. So we had to give it away and, um, it's hard because when you're like, when you're over something and it's kind of your baby, <laughs> but you have to give it away. It, it can be hard to let those kind of things go, but no, we, we have a great team and I, I trust them. Um, <clears throat> but basically the thing is, okay, what we want to do first, now that we're going online, we need to get our community in some sort of normalcy, some sort of schedule. So how can we push things out that are on a schedule? And that's why we started Mike's, nine at nine and his nine at nine is basically a nine minute devotional every monday through friday at 9 a.m so that's 
automatically giving people some something to look forward to during the week at 9 a.m. Um, some sense of a schedule. So I have my nine at nine this Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to watch Pastor Mike's devotional and take notes and pray with him and think on this. Um, so I think the biggest thing right now is helping people find normalcy and helping people maintain schedules. That's uh, good. That's good because this, you know, not knowing what day it is, is a real, is a real yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, and so then the next thing was building out a separate site. So um, obviously like a lot of the church sites, they operate on two calls to action and that is show up on Sunday or join a group, right? So when both of those things require <laughs> things that we're not allowed to do right now, you have to kind of revamp everything. Oh, so, I don't know. Just wing it. and. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to build out a new site um, specifically for all of our online stuff right now. And so on that new site, it is join us for our online worship experience. We've got the information about that. And then we've got resources. So children's resources, podcasts, missions at home, daily Devo, find community, anxiety, student resources. We've got sign up to receive latest updates, need prayer, online giving. How can we serve you? What can you do? Um, so yeah, that's the type of stuff that we had to put out there. For example, we had to meet with each campus and talk about a schedule. Um, and that schedule looks something like morning Devo time with senior pastor, midday post on either an update, uh, Bible verse, some sort of encouraging story. Um, maybe it's follow us on Spotify. Here's our set list for Sunday. And then in the evening, also a scheduled post, but this scheduled post doesn't look like our morning Devo to everyone. This scheduled post is more specifically geared towards a specific ministry. So let's say um, the kids ministry hops online on Mondays and does a Bible reading story. Tuesday is student takeover. Wednesday is worship. Thursday is um, a preschool. Um, ministry dance party. <laughs> so things like that. That's how we're kind of scheduling that out. We're, you know, you have to turn social media into a streaming platform <laughs> and church. But yeah, I mean, going overnight from a click and more brick and mortar to a click and mortar to be able to have everything online. Um, you know, I'm sure in your arena, you've seen people who have done it uh, done it well, you know, outside of, outside of your organization, like who do you think has been crushing it and, and been winging it well in this kind of new reality, either in the church space or in any other space, um, just for inspiration, because everybody is, everybody's just winging it. And I think the, the biggest thing of what, you know, this is a time where we can choose to innovate. You know, I feel like that, 
uh, you know, the old adage is necessity is the mother of invention. And right now is the time where people can jump and be innovative and try new things because there is no standard. There is no, um, this is how we've always done it because everything has hit reset. Now is the time to wing it. Now is the time to try something different. Now is the time to, 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 to innovate in a way that you've never had before. So, uh, Morgan, I don't know if you've seen some organizations or churches or, or just businesses in general that have, have, you know, responded well and have, uh, have, you know, have winged it well in this new uh, reality. Do you, does anything come to mind other than obviously what you guys are doing? Yeah. I mean, I think about, um, for example, like cycle bar, <laughs> uh, they had to shut down all the, all of their locations. So they are renting, they ended up renting out their bikes and that is how they're still getting income during this time. Because you know, these places that are closing down, they're not getting income during this time either. So they had to come up with, okay, how can we still get income? Um, so they're renting out their bikes and then they're doing online, uh, classes. That's beautiful. So they're literally giving their bikes to, uh, people, members delivering it to their house and then, or, or having people pick it up either way. And then, you log on and you have a meeting with your uh, coach Morgan or your coach, whoever, and you're doing everything together via zoom call or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And they created a Facebook group and it's, it's really cool how when everything goes online, you actually like, I feel like I've gotten closer to this community because everything is now online because so many things have been implemented that weren't implemented before, like all the Facebook groups and people are actually engaging in them now because they've got downtime and because they haven't talked to anyone face to face in a while. So any, any community and engagement that they can do right now, they're going to do it. Um, so that's been another cool thing to see the Facebook groups, which cycle bar created a Facebook group. And I mean, they're just doing daily, like do try this challenge at your house, try this workout. This is what we did with our, um, tomato juice or our cans this morning. We use them yeah, as weights, yeah. but wipe, wipe them <laughs> yeah. down first guys, wipe them down yeah, and wash yeah, your hands, please, please. Uh, um, same thing with like the church Facebook group. Groups. I mean, I have seen, we've launched Facebook groups for all of our ministries, all of our life groups, and seen the engagement just skyrocket within those groups. Guys, if you do not have a Facebook group for your church right now and you're listening to this, go launch one because this is the time. <laughs> and don't just launch one, be on it every yes. day, every day. Because yes. again, everybody is shelter in place either by choice or by, by force currently and so because of that you have an engaged audience that is looking to interact with you uh be it if you are a um be it if you are a church or you are an organization like now people are to me it is now is not the time to ramp down content now is the time to ramp up content the whatever analytics you had before in your uh and you called successful before 
is it's it's reset. So engage them by by interacting with them daily. Don't just post one thing. You know, maybe as Morgan said before, uh, a morning, afternoon, and evening. So that way you're you know interacting because some. You know, to all the introverts in the world, they're like, hey, you know, no problem. I guess my normal <laughs> life is my normal life is, uh, you know, just chilling and being around nobody anyway. So this is the life. I'm just going to relax. But to extroverts like me and uh, Morgan, you know, we need to we need to engage with people either. You know, we can't do it face to face. So via video calls or be it, you know, audio calls or be it in a platform like Facebook. So be, be looking out for us and extroverts in this time because we still need people to uh, interact with. So yeah, check, check on those extroverts. They're not okay. We are not okay. <laughs> you know, this, no, uh, to me, I think of a couple of organizations. I think of a, a small business down here, a restaurant uh, named uh, the dotted lime and they are a gluten-free tree, free, tree nut uh, free. They're everything free you can think of. And, um, obviously restaurants are hurting significantly, but they are, uh, just coming up with innovative ways to, you know, deliver their, deliver their food and in, in, you know, in safe containers, being able to, um, you know, and, and their voice is a hundred percent them. It's, it, you know, being able to transition and because of how strong they are in their quirkiness and their voice, they're standing out amongst the crowd while all these, other restaurants are probably struggling and just trying to do this deal or that deal. They're engaging. They're doing Facebook lives with how they're making stuff. They're doing, uh, you know, interacting with, you know, their, their team and, and being able to engage that way versus just like, here's our deal. Here's, you know, use a Grubhub or use DoorDash and you'll get this percentage off. They're still engaging as if they were, if you were in the restaurant themselves. I think of a podcast like Black Bar, who is, uh, they started their podcast about the same time that we started just winging it. And they recently got about a thousand subscribers to their YouTube channel and they are just crushing it with content, being able to speak to churches through all this and giving how to videos, live streaming, etc. I think of churches that, you know, a lot of people, you know, tried to stream their service uh, last Sunday on Facebook and on YouTube. And we saw some of the infrastructure of uh, Facebook kind of glitch out a little bit, either from live or through the watch parties. And some of those churches are transitioning their content to Twitch, a platform that is primarily for video gamers, but uh, is now becoming a, a, a new platform where there is tons of space and room to be able to, uh, to grow on that platform. So I think of churches that are using, you know, new platforms to stream because they're finding, you know, everybody is navigating to uh, gravitating towards one area. They're going to something else. So to me, you know, I just think about how, you know, the God, this is to me, I mean, to put on my uh, Christian hat for a second, this is not the first time that the gospel has encountered pandemic issues and how the church is able to utilize technology to be able to cut through that. And I'm really proud to see how the church is doing that in the same rate. It's also, uh, you know, to quote uh, our creative director at our, my, the creative director at my old job has a poster in his office that says innovate or die. And really, now's that time. You need to innovate or you will not survive this. And that's not a scare tactic. That's just the reality. So now is the time to wing in it. If you are listening to this and you're still trying to do the things the old way, it's not time to do that. If you're uh, 
trying to just put your Sunday service online and put, you know, that is not, we need to think about it as a whole paradigm shift versus trying to put content online in the old way versus no, you are now using an online platform and engaging in it versus in a two, in a two way interaction versus just communicating at and just trying to, okay, I'm going to, sing, you know, from my platform, and then I'm going to preach from my lectern, you need to, to it to wing it and and to change it up to be able to, to be survive this. So I think innovation is is paramount and critical to the time that we're in. And so uh, if if you if you need help with that, you know, Morgan and I are more than willing to help you as much as we are available to do that. But um, I'm just, I'm encouraged by this time, you know, though it, it does stink a little bit, you know, being an extrovert and being stuck in my house and not able to have my kids meet new people in, you know, being here literally two weeks and not knowing anybody. But I, I'm encouraged to see how now, at least in our Christian community there, Morgan, how I feel like now the churches are finally getting it that, oh, yeah, social is super important. Oh, yeah, video is super important. And I'm not trying to degrade people, but simultaneously, I'm trying to say that I, I'm really glad and encouraged that people are finally getting it and 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 utilizing uh, tech and video and uh, social to to um, engage uh, in a new way. You know, uh, churches creating discords, you know, where there's like a running chat, just using totally different methods. And to me, that's very, very encouraging. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that, Morgan. I love that. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's so true. And I think that, you know, everything that happens that seems, you know, not great. This is not great. It's not a great time. And it's a scary time. It's a confusing time. It's a time when a lot of people are fearful, but you know what? God is using it for his good. And we have so much opportunity right now. And I think that just keeping that in the forefront, like, God, what do you want to do with this time don't waste your quarantine <laughs> do not do not waste your quarantine do w let god show you what he wants to do during this time because he's still moving he's still working you know and he's he's doing things that we never even thought were possible during this time so i think what you said is great alex and i i think that people don't need to have it all together. Like go on, go on live, go on Facebook live and Instagram live from your home. Let people see that you are a normal person, just like everyone else. And you, you're doing this thing from your own house too. And I think kind of break that veil and show people authenticity. Like that is what we need right now. So don't Amen. feel like you have to have it all together, you know? Because none of us have it all together because all of us right now are just winging it. We're all exactly. figuring it out on the fly. Um, so that's just kind of what we wanted to talk about today. We really wanted to hear from you guys if you, what you are doing, what you find successful, what you did that didn't work. And um, we just want to be a community during this time. In this time of not wasting your quarantine, we want to be here to be an asset to be able to help us. So feel free to reach out to us um, in the show notes. There's going to be some way to reach out to us. 
and um, we would just love to connect with you and and see how we can help you. Um, uh, I in the next few weeks we're going to be uh, Morgan or I may or may not be on the podcast together, but we may be able to uh, have um, just one one of us interviewing somebody else. Um, you know, in light of the quarantine. But honestly, I mean, it's you know, we used to be in the same room together, Morgan, and now we, we, you know, we weren't in the same room anymore. And now, and even if we could be in the same room, we shouldn't be in the same room anymore. So it's just just funny how that works. But uh, yeah, so in the days and weeks ahead, we're going to be episodes ahead, we're going to be interviewing some other people and hearing about how they're winging it, how they're, what they're doing to adjust in this new reality. And uh, hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. And um and all that. Anything you want to say, Morgan, before we go? Just, just wing it. Truly. I mean, it's, it's okay to feel like you are just winging it because we all feel that way right now. Um, and it's funny that we decided on this podcast before any of this happened, Alex. And now (laughs) I saw someone, I saw a church post, they posted a kid's schedule at home. And then in parentheses at the very bottom, They said, and if this fails, just wing it. And it just cracked me up because it's so true. But all else fails, just wing it. There's our new (laughs) slogan right there. (laughs) Yep. But so again, for just winging it, if all else fails, just wing it. Morgan and I, we love y'all. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Ooh, wash. Inside. Don't go nowhere. (laughs) Just wing it. Just wash your hands. Stay safe, everybody. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. And we'll see you. We'll see you hopefully when we can go outside again. You know, maybe sometime soon. 2021. (laughs)